welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You are joined by your usual hosts here, Josh Hartley, Ben Porter and Charlotte Porter. How are we all doing, folks? All right. Yeah, um, I mean, we just made a bit of a joke about Sweaty Yeti, which needs no ex- explanation. No, um, no. It is sweaty up in Scotland at the moment. It, unusually so. Especially for Yetis. Yeah. Especially for Yetis. So if yeah. you see, uh, remember, Yetis die in hot cars. So, so make sure they're hydrated. If you see a Yeti in the street, go over yeah. to them, approach Just, them. And do, do you know what? Leaving your Yeti in the car with the window cracked is not enough. No. No. That Yeti is going to be no good. No. You need you need to get them out there. You know, like you can tie them to a lamppost, give mm-hmm. them a bottle of water. But there's no excuse for leaving them in a car. Not in no. this weather. No. 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 It's just cruel. Yeah. It's cruel. Uh, but we, we are, on the other hand, are enjoying the heat. Yes, uh, yep. lovely weather. Frogs do after Frogs all. do. <laughs> so um, it's uh, it's all good up here. But uh, of course, we're not outdoors people. We're we're a bunch of nerds. So we've been uh, sitting inside playing games. Uh, so what what have we been up to since uh, the madness that was UK Games Expo? Well, we're probably going to talk a little bit more about some of the stuff at Expo mm-hmm. because there was just so much. Mm-hmm. But. Um, We've been doing a little bit of gaming. Yeah, we, we well, we were playing Mysterium last yes. night, uh, which I've actually just remembered is actually my second time playing it. I, I think I what? played it years ago, uh, oh, yeah. or, or when it was just released in Geek Retreat. Uh-huh. But I don't think anyone really understood the rules <laughs> or what was going on. Yeah. Um, but if you've never played it, it was a fun game. Uh, kind of think like Cluedo meets Dixit. Meets uh, Guess Who. Meets Guess Who. Meets uh, Communing with the Dead. Yep. Well, I, I would be... Because I played the ghost. Mm-hmm. I would be interested to play it again to see what it's like being the investigator because it did just feel a little bit like playing Dixit with a DM screen yeah. from the ghost's perspective. Was that was that still not quite fun? Dixit's okay. It's... It, I really like Char- Dixit. Charlotte loves it. I, I'm. It's not your kind of game. No. 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 So Mysterium's maybe not your kind of game. No, but I, I like the investigation element, yeah. which makes me think maybe I would enjoy it more mm-hmm. if I was an investigator as opposed to the ghost. But and I mean, I, I drew some lousy cards for playing the ghost no, I, as I well. I think that's just... Uh, so what you do is the ghost is uh, trying to uh, indicate to the investigators uh, who committed the murder because yeah, the, the, the ghost is dead so he yeah. obviously cannot communicate effectively yeah so he communicates through the medium of dixit cards basically <laughs> uh with really ab- and i mean really abstract it's art. supposed to be like he said new visions isn't it but yeah, the visions are the, all quite abstract yeah. and quite yeah. Yeah. so like there, there was one which was uh which i was given which was you know uh, a rat dressed in a top hat and suit and I somehow got the right answer from that. Yeah. I'm not sure how, but... I think it is 50% deduction, 50% guessing. Bit really of guesswork. <laughs> but, it, well, as the ghost, you, you're trying to think, right, I've got these pictures that don't really have a whole lot to do with the clues I'm trying to give at first glance. So you're trying to pick out individual bits or elements of the mm. picture... And think right. Hopefully they'll they'll get some they'll deduce something from that. So it's a it's a it's a fun wee game. And I will say the art 
for it is phenomenal. Yes, if you like the aesthetic style of Dixit, obviously you get plenty of that. But um, the, the, I think there was, was it two artists worked on this game. Yeah, I, it, I there think... seems to be like the the real world yeah. art, uh, which is equally as gorgeous yeah. uh, as the sort of surreal Dixit uh, visions stuff. Charlotte got really into it. Um, actually, like dressed up as some sort of medium, which set it up as a seance. If we've, if you you subscribe to our Twitter feed, you may have seen a photo. I'm gonna do that more often for games because I loved it. I was so invested in it because mm. I made the effort. So next time we play Shadespire, I am dressing up as a Skaven. Right. Bringing out my my axe. You're gonna just... go full red wall on us. Exactly. Exactly. Like, about two people got that reference, <laughs> but worth it. Yeah. Um <laughs> but that the the picture that we put up on Twitter <laughs> it actually got shared by a, a real witch a genuine witch yeah. yeah I think I thought we were literally communing with the dead yeah what, what, so what did she say um contained lots of great information she yeah. obviously hadn't read the tweet but anyway <laughs> it, it just goes to show how, so, how good I must have looked so in my seance attire. Can, can commune with the dead can't do a quick Google search to establish is this just a game they're playing? Maybe she's using the medium of Mysterium to communicate. Maybe somebody's passed her like a really obscure vision. Do you think that? Wow, wow, we've gone deep. <laughs> no, I, I think, I think she's actually thought like that we were doing like a séance or something and hasn't mm-hmm. realised that it was a game. I mean, come on. It, what, what well, we gave the, 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 the ghost name was Phineas Danglebottom. Yeah. Sir, sir, Phineas sir, Danglebottom. Sir Phineas Danglebottom. He did not go to night school for <laughs> for <laughs> no. six years to get called just Mister. Yeah. That's how that works, right? I think so. Yeah, I'm really disappointed <laughs> in you. <laughs> I'm actually just uh, discovering, even though it's only been, it's been around for like years. I've only just set up my first Twitter account. Recently. You have just yeah, set up spe- your spe- first Twitter account. Seamless segue there. Yeah. So uh, if you are on Twitter as well and you're following uh, the Unlucky Frog, you can uh, follow my antics yeah, and misadventures. So Josh, Josh, what's Josh, your I- handle, Josh? <coughs> well, it's, it's a that- good question. <laughs> it's that's an excellent question. Jo- jo- Josh's um, handle is either his national insurance <laughs> number, the registration of the family car. Or part of his right. passport ID. Look, right. <laughs> when I was setting up the profile, it presented me with two things: name, phone number. Didn't give you any indication that that was going to form part of your Twitter handle, which you cannot change at a later point. So I'm now forever J. It's something like Josh Har three one one zero two four five whatever. Yeah. But they don't make that clear. It, lo- it looks like a and Neopets it makes me look name. like an idiot. It looks like a Neopets username. <laughs> Neopets. Yeah, do you remember that? Because it was all Neopets. like little kids, so they would just put like Brian, and then obviously there's like thousands of Brian, so it would be like Brian three four two seven eight nine one. I don't. I, I never had a Neopets account. I think oh, I, I, I might have had a Haber Hotel. Haber Hotel. We've had a discussion about Haber Hotel recently, didn't we? We're talking about Haber Hotel. It usually comes up in the form of a joke. <laughs> yeah. Usually about That's illicit right. activity. That's on the true. Yes. <laughs> Let's not go there. Yeah. Let's yeah. not go there. So if you're on Twitter 
uh, and you follow the Unlucky Frog, also keep your eye out for Josh Oberell, who is Ben, that's Ben's handle, and Unlucky Charlotte. Yeah, you ca- I can't promise that you'll get good content from me. Uh, frankly, I'm still like logging in, and it feels like I'm walking into a party with like 15 different conversations going on at the same time. Yeah, that's Twitter. But, yeah, but that, that's Twitter. People are a little bit gushy on Twitter, yeah. which I'm not too keen on. Who knew? Yeah. But, uh, you like to gush from time to time. Only about wargaming. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. okay. Right, so... Um, some some news? Shall we have yes, some news? Let's, let's cover off some news. So, I, I think the the big story of the, the day, recording on, on Friday here, is that Fantasy Flight announced that Android Netrunner is going to be discontinued. Yes, this uh, kind of came out of left field. Uh, Netrunner is uh, one of the more popular uh, games that Fantasy Flight are publishing. Certainly one of the most critically acclaimed. Uh, and I know it's got a very strong following. So, that's the news. Mindless speculation! Yeah. What's going to happen? Right. What does this mean? I, I think because they've said that um, it, it's licensed from Wizards of the Coast. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's Fantasy Flight don't actually own it. It's like most of their products, to be honest. Yeah, they're, they're usually licensed from another IP. Um, what I think it means is that Wizards of the Coast are looking to do a sci-fi trading card yeah, game. Maybe something on the horizon. Yes. Uh, which kind of makes sense. Yeah. And uh, they've, they've had a lot of, as we've discussed in previous episodes, there's been a massive drop-off in players for Magic. Mm-hmm. It's still a huge game. <coughs> it's not as big as it was like five years ago no no and uh, this could be a coincidence but Richard Garfield i.e. the creator of Magic the Gathering but also the creator of Netrunner uh, was certainly working with them for the recent Magic the Gathering set Dominaria Uh, maybe he's doing something with Netrunner who knows Netrunner was also famously one of his games yes so watch this space folks we'll uh We'll see what this all means. Um, wild, wild speculation, yeah, though. It's I, all yeah. fairly new. It's only been yeah, announced. Yeah, well, it's only just been announced, yeah. but I would not at all be surprised if we heard something from Wizards of the Coast about them yeah. doing something with Netrunner. I am I am disappointed. Uh, not not as... Uh, I'm not a Netrunner player, but I'm, I'm disappointed for the fans uh, at the same time, though. Obviously, there's there's some people who have invested a lot of... Yeah. You know, time and money well, into quite this. literally hundreds. I think. Yeah, uh, and now it's kind of been taken away, so it sucks for them. Uh, well, because the the thing about a, a competitive living card game, is certainly a game like Net One or Net Net One or Net One Net Runner, is that it it lives and dies with the availability of organised play, right? Yeah, and so where people will maybe say, well, you know, it's not dead, you can still play it. Yes, that's true, but at the same time, it's a competitive game. It's very much dependent on a competitive scene, and because Fantasy Flight are no longer supporting the the, the current model, as you say, uh, whole collections are now redundant. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, bad news uh, for those guys. But uh, who knows, hopefully Wizards of the Coast are doing something with it, yep. Yep. Uh, and that we'll uh, find out in good time what that something is. 
Yes. Uh, so that was one of the big uh, pieces of news uh, this week. We also got a bit more spoiled about uh, the upcoming second edition of Age of Sigma. The Soul Wars! Yay! Soul Wars! Nothing but Soul Wars! Soul Wars! Yeah. Tell us more. Yeah. Tell us more. It's my time to gush. Yeah. Um, so they've announced the the new box set. Mm. This is actually very impressive because you know in, in years gone by you got a watered down version of the rulebook, yeah, or at least a truncated version of it, and usually it was a softback. You get a full hardback copy oh. of the core rules. All in right, this. all right. You get the the Night Haunt army. Yeah, it's been teased. You get a portion of that. You get the the Sacrosanct Chamber, which mm-hmm. is the Templar style Stormcast. Yep. And they're all push fit miniatures as well. Okay, so easy, yeah. easy for uh, beginners to yeah. the hobby to put together. Uh, as we come to expect now from Games Workshop, the miniatures look great. Yeah. Uh, we did see some at Expo as well. Yes, yes. In the flesh, as it were. And the giant. In the plastic. Edelon, yeah. Mathlin. Yeah. Oh yeah. Giant, the giant Deepkin oh, three up. Yeah. I want him. Or five up. Not sure. He anyway, massive, it's a massive big scale. I'm assuming that's not available to buy, Charlotte. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was tempted to just take it, just like sure, cause sure, a distraction. Maybe. I'm sure no one would have noticed. I'm run away with it. We should have done some sort of Ocean's Eleven style heist. <laughs> I <type laughs> yes. planned this overly elaborate plot yeah. to steal this gigantic model. Yeah. He was beautiful though. The the normal model was beautiful, but he yeah. was especially beautiful. Yeah. Yes. It's Magnificent. Cool, it's cool that they show you that. Yeah. But um. So they're they're releasing the the Soul Wars box set, which definitely going to buy that. Uh, alongside this, they are releasing uh, some uh, command dice, wound dice. You know, the, yeah, usual the usual, usual uh, stuff that they come out with. Uh, but I suppose the 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 two items that are of particular interest is uh, they're releasing the General's Handbook twenty eighteen, which okay. is uh, this will be the third annual release mm-hmm. that they're doing this, and it's. It's an update to the the rules for specific armies. It introduces new scenarios, things like that, and it, it's great to see them continuing with this living rule set. Yeah, model. I think I think it is the best way to go about a game like this. Don't get me wrong. Uh, the, there are some people who grumble about having to buy a new book every year. Yeah, uh, I, I you can, don't. No, I no. Don't. <laughs> uh, I, well, I can, no, but I can I can see I can see uh, their point. But at the same time, it doesn't really bother me. Um, I mean, what's the retail price? Oh, it's, I think it's, it's, it's about 15, 20 quid. It's not even like a huge no. amount, really, just to you know buy once a year. And it's like I say, it's probably a better way of addressing the balance of the game than what they've been doing previously. Well, it's, it's about what you'd spend on like three or four booster packs, right? Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yep, yep. I don't think twice about doing that. Yeah. Um, and then, last of all, they are also releasing alongside this uh, the expansion they've been talking about for a while, Malign Sorcery. Sounds very Storm of Magic so far. Yeah, and this is the one that's... Uh, it's the endless spells they've been mm-hmm. talking about, so this is all these rules. What surprised me, though, is in this box you actually get the models for all of the endless spells. That's that cool. Teased. I thought they were going to be clan packs. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to be individual releases, but 
No, you actually get them all together, which is... So do all armies have access to those spells? If you have a wizard, I believe so. I'm not not sure if it's wizards of a certain level or something like that that have access to them. Uh, And I think in matched play, you actually have to pay for endless spells. Right. So it's not like you can just pull out three of them. Okay, so it forms part of your army list. Yeah. Much in the same way that you can take scenery now as part of your army list. But I think from what I've seen of them, you are going to want these... In your army. Yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah. So fair. that is going up for pre order on the 16th of June for general release on the 30th of June. So I think we'll probably do a couple of unboxings. That'd yeah. be good. On the day. Yeah. Probably. That's the plan. Seem, probably, most likely. Seems likely, yes. yes. <laughs> we, we will be doing an unboxing on the day, so stay tuned for that. Yes. But there's some other things coming out because we're in a bit of a toss-up between um, Soul Wars and the new Arkham Horror Oh yes. expansion as well. Yes, although I think that the Arkham Horror expansion is just one encounter deck. Mm. The Labyrinths of Lunacy. Mm. And th- this is the encounter deck that's going to be used for Invocation 2018. Mm-hmm. Invocation is the Arkham Horror version of organised play, basically. Yeah. Yeah you uh, team up with three other investigators to take on a super hard encounter and you get some cool stuff to commemorate it. Because there's one coming up, but we won't be able to to make it, but I would be really keen to get along to one. Common Ground Games are organising one, which we're not going to make because it falls within the the Age of Sigmar version 2 release window, but there will be people running this event throughout the year, so we're definitely going to try and make it to one of them. Keeping our eyes peeled, as it were. Yes. yes. Maybe not in too much of a Lovecraftian Cthulhu no. way. No. Yeah, like, that horrifying. That, that would be awful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, um, obviously we have just come back from UK Games Expo and are in the process of recovering. Yep. Uh, we had Ian on the previous show, but we didn't really hear from Charlotte, who was down yep. there the whole weekend as yes. well. So, what were your thoughts? What are your takeaways from the whole expo? Uh, I was exhausted. Yes, exhausted, totally exhausted. Um, I had I've, a great I've actually time. been like, whenever I sit down, nodding off. <laughs> yeah, week. Just, yeah. Um, I had a great time. Um, one of the things I think maybe I would do next year would be to actually just schedule a day of nothing. Uh, because just being able to wander about so, to and be scope clear, the you, place out. You would just have a day where you don't have any appointments yes, and you and just, you just have a free floor. day. Because yeah. um, basically, whilst you two were at Shadespire, I was sort of scoping out the place, going round, trying to, to mingle mm. and do that on my which, own. Which so was, I was great fun, but yeah. it, it took a whole day. But then did it yeah. on the Sunday. I had to do it on the Saturday and the Sunday as well. So I was I was very tired. But it was great, absolutely phenomenal. I'll do it again. Yeah. But like I said, just have a day to purposely get a feel for what I do want to see, mm-hmm. what I don't want to see. Not say I don't want to see, maybe not as much, and and take it from there. That yeah. would be my takeaway. Because this is the thing that struck me, right? There's so many different, and we we spent an awful lot of time in the exhibitor space, yeah. right? Checking out the new games, yeah. which is you know what we're really excited about. There's some people who just go there just just to play though. The yeah. the the um you've got all the tournaments and competitive play uh, space there, and you've got so many RPGs 
going on between like Pathfinder Society, Starfinder Society. I think they had like a whole hall in the Hilton that was just RPGs, didn't yeah. they? It was yeah. impressive. I was actually surprised at how much was going on in the Hilton. Yes. I just had it in my head that well, it was that, going that, to be some gaming I mean, that, suites, that, but it was massive. The stuff they had going on in, in the Hilton took up more space than some conventions do yeah. for the whole convention. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so an impressive uh, thing to behold, yeah. UK Games Expo, and we're really looking forward to next yeah. year. Uh, so going to be glad to, for a rest, though. Yes. <laughs> One of the criticisms that I've seen a lot of people come up, well, maybe not a lot of people, but I, I've seen it multiple times uh, in, in the week since the, the convention, it's this criticism that it's too busy. Right. What do you guys think about that? Don't go. If, it's, if 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 the thought of uh, twenty thousand plus people is not your cup of tea, then frankly, don't go to UK Games no. Expo because that is you know that that's what that convention is, right? This is the third biggest in the world. Yeah, I I kind of feel I I um I do some conventions with Ben's mum, um volunteer on her stall. Um, she's a wedding accessory designer so we go along to some of those events and some of those are the week rather than just being crammed in at the weekend so there is a slower pace to them they're maybe just as busy but it's not mobbed because mm. there's more opportunity to go there's yeah. more you know, instances of go rather than everybody filtering in so, so do you think maybe if it ran from the Thursday right through to the Sunday or yeah, something I, like that yeah I think so because I, the, from what I understand Essen and Gen Con which are the only two that are bigger mm. than UK Games Expo but they are bigger by a considerable margin I, we're talking three times and yeah. four times bigger yeah um, they, those events run for four days yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do think that potentially over the next couple of years that's something that Expo's going to have to look at. Possibly. Because their numbers were up 30% yeah. from last year. Yeah. It's, an, it's an impressive rate of growth. That's what she said. Uh, uh, we can cut that out. Um, that's it, not, that is stated. Uh, it's impressive, right? Uh, but the only thing uh, about having it Having the convention take over, like take over a longer period of time, is that obviously that's going to cost more, yeah, right, and that cost has to come from somewhere. So that probably means a more expensive ticket price. Yeah. Now, the weekend ticket price was what thirty pound. It was pretty reasonable. Thirty, thirty-five. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I thought that was pretty reasonable yeah. for like a three-day event, yeah. right? Don't get me wrong, but there are some people that already you might be kind of excluding. Yeah. Uh, because it's not just the price of getting in, it's the price of getting down to Birmingham, staying yeah. there, And the food in the exhibition oh. centre is bloody expensive. We knew this, though. It's always the same at a convention But it's centre. still, that that's essentially something that you're going to have to staple onto mm. your ticket price, isn't yeah. it? Because unless you're bringing stuff... Bringing packs, like, uh, like your little lunchbox. Yeah. I've, I've got, like, a Power Rangers... Lunchbox. Oh, Charlotte's got her Elmo lunchbox. Elmo I've lunch seen box. your I've seen your Elmo lunchbox as well. <laughs> I've got, got a Fallout lunchbox. You've got the you've got the you've got the most grown up out the lot. Is it actually made of tin though? <laughs> yeah. Right, and when you yeah. opened it, it had do you know when you open them in the game and they pop up and yeah. all the wee things but it did that, remember? Yeah. First time I opened it, all the confetti popped out. Hey. <laughs> that's a nice touch. Yeah. That's a nice touch. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the, the point being is that these are all expenses that you have to consider when you're, you're planning your trip, right? Accommodation and, as well. Yeah. So what would the alternative be? Downsize it? Well, I don't want but to downsize it. Less big. But, but this is the thing as well. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want to downsize yeah, no, it. I know. I, I'm just merely making the point that having it over four days over than three means it is going to be more expensive. Yeah. Cause but on, you, on that, that thought, Charlotte, I do think there is a contingent of people that don't want it to get bigger. Yeah. They, they want it to be exclusive. And I think that there's a variety of reasons for that. Some people, to be frank, don't want this hobby to be a mainstream thing yeah. they want it to be their thing they they want to to retain as they see it ownership of it which i completely disagree with yes um and then there's the other reason where you know and understandably maybe some people just feel a bit anxious it's and easier to manage with that yeah. volume of people yeah and and that's okay but at the same time there are plenty of conventions throughout the country that are far smaller, yeah. that yep. cater to the open play yep. gaming. Yep. And if you feel that UK Games Expo is too big for you, don't just go. don't go. Yeah. Go to one of these other ones. Um, Aircon is a great yeah. convention for open gaming. Uh, I feel like I um, people are going to start thinking I've got shares in Aircon or something because I keep talking about it at the moment. <laughs> but they've just announced that they have the largest open gaming area of any European convention. That's really impressive, yeah. yeah. So that that is... That is Aircon's bent, yeah. for want of a it's better the, it's word. Gaming, isn't and it? there are plenty of conventions up and down the country that that, that cater to the, the the more fringe elements of the hobby. UK Games Expo is where all of this stuff comes together. And if you if you're uncomfortable with that, I would suggest, as you say, like you you, you don't have to go. Yeah. And I do have to say, you know, given. Uh, uh, we said it on the previous episode, but like given the size and scale of of UK Games Expo, I was really impressed with how smoothly it was ran. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, as far as I could tell, no serious hiccups whatsoever. I'm sure it was a Behind case. The scenes. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. it's a case of the duck looking perfectly calm above the water and the legs flapping like mad underneath. But um, that's a good analogy. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. It uh, certainly everything seemed to go according to plan from our yeah, point. From of our view. perspective, do you know one thing that I that I've realised in recollection is that, and this is an impressive feat, you were never far away from a volunteer. No, no, there were a lots. huge number yeah. of volunteers. So it meant that if you had any questions, if you needed to ask where something was, or if you needed help, there was always someone yeah. close at hand, mm-hmm. and that that is an incredible feat yeah. of organisation that they yeah. were able to facilitate that it was it was quite confusing though because Tabletop Scotland were there didn't realise that they were also wearing yellow shirts so yeah. trying to find Duncan and Dave in the, the sea of, we, of it, yellow we're, wearing like the loudest <laughs> yellow t-shirts imaginable in any other circumstance you would have been able to pick those yep. guys out in a sea of 500,000 people. But you couldn't. But no, not a you. And I wish you that, but you just, you just look for Duncan's gloriously shiny head. <laughs> oh. I wonder how many people, though, approached them listen, thinking they were listen, volunteers. Yeah. God's made so many perfect heads, the rest they covered with hair. There we are. There we are. So what does that say about you, Ben? Um, You've got more hair than I've got. Yeah, oh, you don't want to know. <laughs> 
You don't want to know what, what lurks beneath the hair. You're Is dub- it like an eye? Double crown yeah. glory. It's like, actually uh, was Voldemort. It, was it, yeah, <laughs> yeah what, what's his name? Professor Quirrell? Yeah. yeah. You've, 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 you've just got Ray Fiennes hiding in the back of your head there. <laughs> uh, uh, I, think, I, I think on that slightly bizarre note... We'll call this uh, we'll call this a wrap, <laughs> shall we? Yeah, right, yo. Uh, well, look, guys, thank you very much for listening. Uh, as always, uh, we'll catch you next time. Stay tuned and take care. Is that what we're going with? Stay tuned and take care. What's wrong with that? That's the tagline now. Apparently, stay tuned and take care. Not take but, care and stay tuned. But what? <laughs> what? What's wrong with that? It just rolled off the tongue, did it? Wait, what? It's okay. This is all getting kicked okay. in. I, I know, I know, you're, you're, you're cruel like that sometimes. <laughs> right, bye! bye! We are Unlucky Frog Gaming, and I am Ben. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Unlucky Frog Gaming. You can also show your support by giving us money through the Unlucky Frog Patreon and be sure to check out our website unluckyfrog.com to find out more. Mm-hmm.